what in the world should you do with Jonathan Taylor in your dynasty leagues now that he's holding out, having a back injury and a foot injury, the Colts, all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about that next on this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode of Locked On Dynasty is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. And let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, we had a preseason game last night, the Hall of Fame game. Uh, no Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no Deshaun Watson. But Dorian Thompson Robinson looked pretty decent. Any uh, any takeaways from the, the preseason game before we get into our actual stuff? I mean, it's it's really hard to take anything away out of these preseason games, right? Like, especially the Hall of Fame game, which is like somehow a tier below all of the other. The glorified scrimmage. It's a glorified scrimmage. I think that's a, you know, the the right way to put it. Um, I mean, interestingly, I think uh, you know Zach Wilson um, didn't look bad. Didn't look great. Um, no, no, it's bad. <laughs> How many of his yards were on like a 59? That was a good throw though. Yards. But you know what? That's that's fine. I, I think Dorian Thompson Robinson, definitely the, the biggest winner here. Um, generally speaking, I think, you know, the Cleveland rushing game, pretty that's, efficient. Average yeah. 5.2 yards per carry as a team. Um, you know, like the, we didn't see a lot out of the New York Jets rushing attack. Um, no. Israel Bikanda, uh, do I say that right? Yeah. Ab- Abanaconda? Yeah, Abanaconda, uh, yeah. Abanaconda, okay. Uh, sorry, Israel. Um, I, so nine carries, 27 yards. Like, he had a, a, a long run of 10 yards, but, like, outside of that, it just kind of felt like stuff after stuff. So, like, he – I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was, but they were, like, you know, really making the case for, for – yeah. Needing Dalvin Cook here in this offense. Um, Can I give another... you a couple quick quick headers really quickly? Yeah. Uh, DTR looked really good. Cedric Tillman is going to be a thing. Not Probably not this year, but maybe next year when the Browns move on from Donovan Peoples-Jones. And Jerome Ford, who I think a lot of people are assuming is the handcuffed Nick Chubb, didn't play a snap in this game as the Browns had arrested anybody who was important. Seems like he is a clear-cut RB2. That's all I have. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Um, I want to like put a, a, a an official casket on my David Bell hopes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wide receiver out of Purdue, two catches, six yards. Thought he could have been the slot receiver of the future, but no, it's nope. it's the Elijah Moore show. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, all in all, uh, it was football. Baby. Hey, we're back. We're back, yeah. baby. That's all that matters. Uh. Okay, let's uh, today we're going to do some of your Twitter questions. We've got some really good questions. This one comes from Kenny. He wants to know, what should I do with Jonathan Taylor in my Dynasty League? So in the month of July, we saw Jonathan Taylor's 
ADP take a significant hit. Uh, he's down to, I think, 12 overall right now. That was, I think he was highest number three or number four a couple months ago. Still not practicing. Uh, the Colts are threatening to put him on the NFI list. Uh, I saw a report. Actually, I was listening to the Sirius channel uh, for the NFL, and they said that he's been kind of hobbling around, that he's got this back issue, that he – anyways, what in the world do you do with Jonathan Taylor right now? See, I'm of the opinion that I, I don't think we can we can sell Jonathan Taylor right now. Like I, I feel like there's not – there's not going to be enough payoff there for me when it comes to Jonathan Taylor based on the situation. It feels like you'd be selling him low. His ADP literally hasn't been this low um, like since his rookie season. Um, you know, we, we need a bounce back from him. We need him to get healthy. Um, interestingly enough though, like, you know, a lot of convoluted reports. So, uh, the the reports about the back injury. Jonathan Taylor says, I don't have a back injury. Um, you mentioned like there's some notes about him hobbling around. Like he's got a foot injury that he suffered last year, right? Yeah, there's a lot of convoluted messaging here, right? And I'm not a, I'm I'm not keen on selling Jonathan Taylor because I think you know even if you don't want to deal with the headache, um, it is my belief that. I don't Jonathan Taylor with the situation that he's in, like he's still under contract. If he doesn't play this season, he misses out on a crude season. And it's not like the franchise tag where if you sit out, then you become a free agent next year. Like he sits out. Okay. That's just a year lost, right? Yep, like nothing happens, nothing happens. And it doesn't behoove like Le'Veon Bell had a little bit more, uh, you know, negotiating power there because mm-hmm. it, not that it worked out, but um, you know, at least he had the light at the end of the tunnel that he was going to hit free agency when all was said and done. Jonathan, that is not the case for Jonathan Taylor. He's got to play. He, I mean, that's that's really the only thing here. He's got to play. Whether it is for the Colts or whether it is for another team via trade, he has to play. And if I'm his agent, I'm saying, sorry, bud, you got to play. And so you're you're not selling him. Um, if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, you're holding. I'm assuming, and right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And now, if again, I'm not like looking to offload him for for peanuts, but I understand not wanting the headache of a running back potentially going into a, a you know a next contract. So if you want to sell him, I think you need to wait until he gets back on the field and looks yeah. like Jonathan Taylor again. Now, would you be buying him? Uh, if he you don't have him, but you're looking to upgrade your running back situation, is this the time to buy, or are you just going to wait out until we hear a little bit more news? I I think I'm buying. Um, it depends on on where the Jonathan Taylor manager is in your league. Like, if I'm the Jonathan Taylor manager, I'm holding because I I feel like I I, I believe in my my heart of hearts. Jonathan Taylor cannot sit out this year and. All right, so I'm going to give you some trades. These are some of the recent ones over the last week from Dynasty League Football, just to show you kind of what the trade market looks like right now for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, this one, uh, this is a 10-team league. It's a PPR league. Jonathan Taylor for George Pickens and a 2024 first-round pick. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, next one we've got here is Jonathan Taylor, DK, Mac- DK Metcalf for Jerry Judy and Aaron Jones. 
I'll take Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that one seems pretty easy. Now, this is a super flex league. Jonathan Taylor for Kenny Pickett and Joe Mixon. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, 12-team league. Jonathan Taylor for Najee Harris in a 2024 second-round pick. Ooh. Um, I'll probably lean Najee there. Just, Just based because... on the, the volume, it feels a bit safer given the, the situation. Last one, and this one's very interesting to me. Uh, Jonathan Taylor for a 2024 first-round pick, the 208 in this year's draft, and A.J. Dillon. Jonathan Taylor. So you can get Jonathan Taylor relatively cheap right now. I mean, it's probably going to cost you a first-round pick and at least a flex player, but we are talking about somebody who was the over, you know, the RB1 during the 2021 season who was incredible in 2020, who just had a little bit of a down year, still only 24 years old. You are That's pretty clear to me that you are buying Jonathan Taylor. I don't think I realized how much I, how much I was buying Jonathan Taylor until this conversation. But, I mean, yeah, if that's the current state of the market and every league is going to be a little bit different, but it, it's hard not to be in on Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I, Marcus, for, for all that it's worth, Jonathan Taylor's still quite young. He's not even 25 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, even even among like these other running backs, just the the upside is absolutely through the roof. Um, you know, I, I I don't think there are a lot of players in the league right now that have a candle to Jonathan Taylor no. when he's fully healthy. And man, especially in the right situation, like you know, when I'm thinking of possible destinations, I think um Pro Football Focus had an interesting conversation about Jonathan Taylor, his value, and and where he might head. And the the interesting note was like, where is he going to take this really good rushing offense and make it the best rushing offense? And like, I I think the Ravens could be a really interesting fit now. Like from the contract situation who knows what they would yeah. be able to offer him or be willing to offer him. They're already in a, a pickle with JK Dobbins right now, but like JK Dobbins. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to call Jonathan Taylor pretty yeah. significant upgrade. I'd be more inclined to offer Jonathan Taylor a big money contract than JK Dobbins. Um, like in it that feels more likely that we're going to get him. We're going to get him going to like the Rams or something like that with the Cardinals. And that's just, it's going to tank his value. That will tank his value. But I also like I can't see the value in those teams trading for him, right? Like these teams I, I get it. Yeah. need need to to start rebuilding. The Rams, especially on defense, the Cardinals, literally everywhere. Yep. Um but the, with the range of outcomes, that is forcing his ADP lower than it has been in years. And I, I think it's a buy. All right, okay. Let's uh, let's answer some more Twitter questions, including who is the uh, number one wide receiver in this year's rookie draft. We get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. It is the official start of fantasy football. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers. No trades. An underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back. It's better. It's even bigger this time. 
with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year in this tournament, which I played in, the winner actually drafted their team in July. So you're not going to want to wait around. Get the value right now before we get a little bit closer to the season. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKEDON. I absolutely love Underdog. It's it's the site that I use to do all of my best ball drafts. It's so much fun. You can do a, a, a quick draft, a 30-second timer, or you can do a slow draft with, you know, I think it's eight hours that you get a chance to make a pick. So much fun. Make sure you use that promo code locked on. All right, Kate, let's get to some more Twitter questions. Uh, this one from Poncho. He wants to know, who are you drafting as your wide receiver one in your rookie drafts? For me, it's still Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know I feel like that's sort of like the cop-out answer, but I will say, if you are in a win-now situation, it seems more and more likely that Zay Flowers could mm. be the rookie wide receiver to own in this class in the 2023 season. I don't hate it. So I got to tell you, I had a, I was in a draft last weekend, and I had the number three pick. It, standard Dynasty League, no super flex. Bijan Gibbs off the board at one and two. At number three, I, I, I thought about trading. I thought about trading back and trying to get Zay Flowers. I stood there. I took Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then I actually traded back up and got Zay Flowers a little bit later. But I just – it's hard for me to believe that the receiver at Ohio State that was the most productive with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave is suddenly going to go to the NFL and be bad, right? And I know they have other receivers with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but Tyler Lockett's on the wrong side of 30, and we know that DK Metcalf is kind of a volatile player. I just I see Jackson Smith and Jigba like as soon as this year being the number two option in that receiving game. Absolutely. I you mentioned like his standing here in an offense that had both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Both of those guys were drafted top twelve in the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Uh, MVP of the Rose Bowl had 15 catches for 347 yards in three touchdowns. Like, they could not stop him at all. No, like, and it, you know what was coming. Like, it's JSN. But, like, despite having these teammates on, like, he absolutely shined when he was healthy, outpaced them in 2021 and passer rating when targeted, yards after the catch per reception, contested catch rate, yep. yards per yep. run. Like, he was the best wide receiver on the field in 2021. He's, he's technical. Um, he's, he's a smart wide receiver. And I do think that when it comes to long-term value, um, like this might be a great time to buy JSN uh, just with the question marks. Like, can he produce with, you know, the number of bodies there, but you mentioned the volatility of DK Metcalf. I think he's probably one of the, you know, I'm, I'm coming more and more to the belief that DK Metcalf might be one of the more overrated fantasy mm. assets, uh, you know, especially in Dynasty. Um, and Do you remember when he was wide receiver one in Dynasty? I probably contributed to that ADP just a little bit. But, I mean, DK Metcalf, wide receiver 13. And, you know, even in redraft, wide receiver 12 uh, based on, on current ADP. Like, Based on the volatility, based on the very, very low floor, like I, I want to say he had more 
games with fewer than five fantasy points last season than he did in games where he had more than 15. So right now, yeah, right now in dynasty league football, uh, DK Metcalf wide receiver 13, as you mentioned and startup ADP Jackson Smith, the Jigba is wide receiver 16. At what point do you think that's going to flip? Ooh, um, or should have already should should JSN already be ahead of DK Metcalf? He probably should already. Okay, honestly, I yeah. like I love DK Metcalf. His skill set, like as a a pure wide receiver, like the threat of DK Metcalf, it totally changes what you have to you know consider as an opposing defense, right? Like, yeah, DK Metcalf on the field changes the way that you play against the Seattle Seahawks and it changes the the kind of threat um that your secondary faces I, and you know that that's not to say though that he's you know the a top end fantasy sure, sure. wide receiver I will say I think the further that we get into camp in the in the preseason the more that I'm going to make sure that gap closes for me because the biggest concern with JSN coming out of Ohio State was just the injuries right he only played two games total last year but the more that we see him on the practice field and I, I could care less about I couldn't care less about the hype videos right that we see from every single team but just the more that he's showing that he's healthy I, I'm going to keep moving him up now the question for me Kate is after JSN how big is the gap between wide receiver one and wide receiver two because on dynasty league football right now We've got Jordan Addison as wide receiver two. He's going as wide receiver 22 overall. Quinn Johnson as wide receiver 24. And then Zay Flowers at wide receiver 31. That feels like a pretty significant gap to me. What do you think? It feels like a pretty significant gap. And honestly, like I said, I'm honestly surprised that Zay Flowers continues to be that low. Now, I expect with the hype that we're hearing about Zay Flowers out of camp and and as we continue to hear good things about like Todd Monken and this new offense. Like, I, I think things are going to start to shift, right? Sure. Um, Zay flowers is going to be creeping up that board, but Without a doubt. Um, yeah, it, it feels like a huge, huge gap, but I think, you know, a lot of that comes from, from the question marks, right? Quentin Johnston for as many training camp highlights as he had, he's still competing with Keenan Allen, um, still competing with Mike Williams. who I think has a, generally like pretty similar skill set um you know it actually very it, it's interesting i kind of starting to move up quentin johnson a little bit the more i look at that situation it's i think there's a chance that keenan allen and mike williams are both gone from the chargers within the next two years and that quentin johnson could be the number one target hog in this offense and i know that he's raw and i know that he's struggling to catch the football but he is very dynamic and he is unique. And I kind of like the situation having him paired with Justin Herbert for the foreseeable future, as opposed to Jordan Addison, who you know is going to be locked into the number two receiver in Minnesota, and maybe even the number three passing game target with TJ Hawkinson there. I love Zay Flowers, uh, but they still have Mark Andrews. Lamar can still run. I'm starting to inch Quentin Johnson above those other two players. And this is coming from somebody who took a ton of Jordan Addison back in May, June, and early July. Now, uh, question, um, then where does they flowers fall in the mix for you? 
<laughs> I'm I'm starting to take, take him over Jordan Addison. So I, for I me, like it would be JSN. For a while, I think you're top-rated wide receiver, correct? Correct. Yeah. I, it's, and I still – it's not to take anything away from Jordan Addison, but I'm starting to question what the ceiling is for Jordan Addison. I think the floor is going to be really high. Jordan Addison uh, is very fast both on and off the field. Yes, he is. Thank you. Uh, I, I also wonder about the upside with Zay Flowers just because he is so small. Um, but I think for me, I'm going to have, as we get closer to the season, I'm going to have JSN, Gap, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to a, another question. This one from John about when should you tear down your dynasty team next? Okay, one of the hardest things in dynasty league football or dynasty football is to figure out when it's time to say that it's over. John wants to know when do you know when it's time to tear it down? Oh, this is so hard. It really, you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, like, you have to have a, a real come to Jesus talk. Every, every off season, I feel like it's good to have this conversation with yourself, though. And I think the answer generally is so league dependent. And yeah, before you can answer that, first you have to look at your own roster and see, like, what is the common denominator for this roster? Right? Is this like a bunch of old guys? What changed for my team this off season? Who moved teams? who gained opportunity, who lost opportunity. Like all of those questions need to be answered and you need to re reevaluate your team on each of those aspects and get a sense of where you're at. But then part two of that process of evaluating your dynasty roster has to be evaluating the other rosters in your league. It, are there juggernaut teams that you just like, you know, you know, last, last season, season before that, they've been the, the top tier competitor mm -hmm. and they only got better. Like there, some leagues have those. If there's no like clear cut, you know, this is, you know, these are the top three teams that I'm contending with. Sometimes, you know, maybe I'll, I'll be more willing to, to try to compete that year. But a lot of it for me comes you know, to evaluating my team, but then deciding like, do I have a chance against each of these rosters on my team as they stand right now? And if the answer is no, then like, that's, that's when you know that like, let it go. Uh, a couple of things. I think the simplest way to figure out if you need to tear down or not is if you're asking yourself if I need to tear down my roster. Like if it's even entering that's your a brain. Great, that's a great point. Right. Like if it's if you're even looking at your roster thinking, I should I tear this down? The answer is probably yes. Like I think you kind of subconsciously know that your team's not good enough. But what I would do is take the top three teams in your league, at least the ones that you think on paper, and stack your rosters up and then rank them. Okay. My team is third out of four. You know, three out of four when it comes to quarterbacks compared to these other teams. My team is four out of four when it comes to my wide receiver talent. And then kind of look at it that way. And if you're pretty clearly way behind those three teams, that's when you either need to completely tear it down or figure out a way to just retool, make some trades, change it up. Um, because you, you should you should have a pretty good idea if your team is close or not that close. I do think that's a really simple way to put it is – you know, just 
If you're asking the question, you probably know the answer. And it's like an NFL player asking us, should I retire? If you're even thinking about retirement, you probably should retire. Yeah. And you know, that's not to say you can't come back in today's correct. That's correct. There's always ways to build your roster back up. If you hit on a couple of guys, things can quickly turn around. But if it's clear, like, hey, I've got my number one receiver is Mike Evans. He's gotten me to a lot of playoff games before, but it's clear that his best days are behind. And I've got Aaron Rodgers as my QB. Yeah, it's probably time to start tearing it down because too many things would have to go right in order for you to even compete. Um, challenging. It's challenging. It's, it is one of the more difficult things to figure out in fantasy. And let's just break down quickly, like the process of rebuilding. Cause I do think like sometimes I, I think when you get it in your head that I'm a rebuilding roster, there's a fire sale. Right. Yep. And I see that all too often where I think people just, you know, once they come to terms with the fact that they are not a competing roster, they, they blow it up like immediately. Yes. Without consideration of is this the best time? Like, let's say Jonathan Taylor is on this roster you're about to blow up. Maybe you don't need to sell Jonathan Taylor just this second. You know, yeah. maybe like it would probably behoove you for the sake of your rebuild to to wait it out a little bit longer. Like, um, you know, if if there's a a situation, you know, where one of these the top season. contenders have an injury, like suddenly your roster yes. becomes much more valuable to them. Wait to the season when these guys start to play and actually, you know, are putting up fantasy points. That's when the contenders are going to come to you and want them on their team. The other thing that I highly suggest not doing is do not go to your league page or your group chat and say, Hey, I'm tearing it down or fire sale, right? I'm getting rid of all my players because what the other 11 owners or managers in your league will see is 40% off. 50% off all your players, right? You don't it's want to do that. Liquidation sale. Yeah, you know, going out of business. You don't want that, right? You want to kind of slowly move on from some pieces that have value. Don't make it clear to your league mates what you're doing, right? Like, hey, move one guy a month or make one trade at a time. If you're doing all these rapid moves, people are going to figure out pretty quickly what's going on. Yeah, you're not going to get the most out of your rebuild. Rome yes. wasn't built in the day, and neither was your Dynasty roster. Absolutely. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers. Kate, you and I will be back on Monday to talk about some rebuilding trade targets. This is perfect. This is what we're, we're talking about uh, on today's show. Some players that you want to go get at the quarterback position if you're thinking about tearing down and rebuilding your roster. So make sure you tune in for that. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out our show on YouTube, Lockdown Dynasty over there. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Maju. Go check out her work uh, behind the steel curtain. She does an absolutely fantastic job covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you next time.